I think we've got enough people on board with us. Uh, we'll see how many join us. I don't know how many is on the radio, but if you're listening to us on the internet radio, God bless you. We're glad to have you here. Um, and we're glad to see everybody joining us tonight. Uh, Miss Angel will come and hit this record button for me. Let's let Angel hit the record button so that we can record it. Because we do have some that work during this time. I know Sister Letitia, she's, um, she's always working and everything. Looks like Brother Corey has sent me a chat here. Let's see what Corey's got to say. Uh, oh, it's Sister Brittany. All right. Oh, no, we don't need the transmission trying the to go out. The one she drives out. for work. Oh, the one you're driving for work. Not your car, then. Oh, okay, okay, well. Uh, Chick-fil-A's got enough money to buy you another car, so we... <laughs> so we ain't worried about that, okay. All right, see if we can't find our record button here. And then we'll go ahead and get started. Recording in progress. All right, recording in progress. Okay, good deal. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And uh, your brother Matthew, you want to come over here and join me? Brother Matthew's in the house with me today. So let's, uh, let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we have this opportunity, this technology, Lord, that we can join together, Lord, through Zoom, Lord, that we can have a good Bible study. And Father, we just pray for everybody's Wi-Fi to be strong and no technical issues tonight, Lord, and, We'll be able to see the video good and won't have any freeze-up problems on it. And Father, we just ask you for your anointing to come in right now and just teach us your precious word tonight, Father. And we just give you praise and honor and glory. And for all those that are joining us, I just ask you for special blessings upon their life. Lord, just bless them and encourage them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right. So get your Bibles out, go to 1 John chapter 2, we're going to look at the 28th verse, and then we'll go through chapter 3, and then we'll see what Mr. Tony Evans has got to say to us tonight. It says, Now little children abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If we know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Chapter 3. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God, whereby the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every one that hath this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is a transgression of the law. And ye know that he hath manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither knoweth him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. Even as he is righteous, he that committed sin is of the devil, for the, the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Well, that's a good place to say amen. <laughs> Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. 
For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifested, and the children of the devil. Whatsoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brethren. For this is the message that ye have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was that wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because of his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know that we have passed from death unto life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brethren abideth in death. Did you hear that? He that loveth not his brethren. That goes back to Jesus telling us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So if we don't love one another, we're abiding in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Well, that's pretty powerful right there. <laughs> that is powerful. We can't be hating people. A murderer, you comparing this to a murderer because we don't like somebody? We're hating somebody? Verse 16, Whereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. Wow. But whosoever hateth hath this world's goods, and seeth his brother have need, and shut up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Brother Frank, I need one of them cows, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do with it, so you better keep it. <laughs> Verse 18, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Amen. Don't just tell people who love them, actually show them. Whereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our hearts condemn us, greater God is greater than our hearts, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments, and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And remember that his commandments that we walk in is the law of love, which is basically what he's talking about this entire chapter, is the law of love. So the law of love is a commandment, because if we keep the law of love, then we fulfilled all of the 616 laws in the Old Testament and all the prophets is what Jesus said. Verse 23, And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him, and whereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Amen. That's some good stuff right there. <laughs> That's some good stuff. Amen. That's one of those chapters that you just got to read over and over to let it all soak in because he's saying so much. So, all right. Well, let's see what Brother Tony has got to say here tonight. Can everybody hear that? Give me a thumbs up. All right. I got thumbs up. Good deal. Just wanted to reconnect 
Well, in anticipation of his visit, a lot of house cleaning started during the Straightened the desk, organized the papers, rearranged a little bit of the furniture, got the cook at the church to do one of the more special meals, all because someone special was coming over and I wanted to be at my best when they arrived. Because expectations affect behavior. If you expect to be a doctor, then that means you're going to go to college. Then you're going to go to medical school because expectations affect what you do. Well, God wants to give us that principle as well. And he does it through John. In 1 John, this is what the apostle says. Beloved, in verse 2, now we are the children of God, and it does not yet appear what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him, because we will see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. God is interested in our purity. He is interested in our righteousness. And he says, if you can have an expectation of you meeting the Lord, this special person who's coming to meet you when he calls us home to be with him or when he raptures us to be with him, then the expectation should affect behavior. He says the expectation should produce purity in our lives. Just as you are pure. He brings two concepts together. We are pure in our state. He wants us to be pure in our standing. We are pure in our position. He wants us to be pure in our practice. And to help us along, he wants to create an expectation that affects our behavior. When an athlete can expect that they're going to be drug tested, it changes their mind about the use of drugs, or it should, because expectation affects behavior. What John wants to do is he wants us to understand that the purpose of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is to move us away from sin and to make our practices acceptable to a holy God. That's why he goes from this expectation into the question of sin and righteousness. Listen to what he says. He says in verse 6, No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has seen or known him. Little children, Make sure no one deceives you. The one who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. He goes on in verse 9 and says, No one who is born of God practices sin because his seed abides within him. He talks about the fact that when Jesus Christ and his people, his children, are in intimate relationship, that's what the word abiding means, it means close proximity, then while we never become sinless, we wind up sinning less. Because we're in such affectionate, intimate relationship with our Savior that he draws us away from evil. He says that even the believer who enters into the practice of unrighteousness has joined forces with the devil. So the question on the floor is, who do we want to be aligned with? Do we want to be aligned with an intimate relationship with heaven through Christ? 
on intimate relationship with hell through the devil. Because he says even little children can enter into this practice of not abiding and therefore the result of a lack of intimacy. When you and I grow in our relationship to Christ because we are anticipating his return, Jesus Christ wants us to anticipate closeness with him so vibrantly, so dynamically, that being dressed in all white for the bride and being uh, being dressed to the tee for the groom, uh, all of that planning and programming <laughs> goes in motion because we want to be acceptable to the person we're in union with. God wants us to be acceptable to him. And since sin separates us from him, we want to sin less because we don't want that separation. And when that happens, he draws closer to us and we draw closer to him. Now, one of the ways that that closeness is enhanced, he says, is through the practice of love. He goes on to say that those who are, uh, are living in righteousness love one another, verse 11 says. So by practicing love, and love is the decision to compassionately, righteously, and responsibly seek the well-being of another. When you are seeking to love others, then you are actually drawing closer to the Lord. And when you're loving others and therefore drawing closer to the Lord, the net result is that you are becoming more righteous through that process. So look how they all connect. Loving others draws you closer, draws you, drawing you closer means you're being more righteous. Being more righteous means you're experiencing more of his love and his presence in your life and more victory over the sin. So it's a circle of victory that God wants us to be a part of because of our hope and expectation of drawing near to him. Now he goes on to say how he wants this love to be manifested. He says, I don't just want you to love in word, verse 18, but little children. He says, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. In other words, let's have a love we can see, not just a love we can say. Let's love with our life, not merely with our lips. With our walk, not merely with our talk. He wants us to demonstrate through acts of goodwill, good works, and kindness the love of God. And when that love is demonstrated, you know, when you look at television, you don't want just sound, you want sight. You need sight and sound to get a full picture. A full picture of God's love is when there's sight and sound, when you declare it and when you say it, but also when you act on what you say. You know, it's easy to be drawn away from the love of God. Ask Peter. You know, in Matthew chapter 16, one moment, Jesus is saying about Peter, Peter, you're a stone because you proclaimed your faith in me. A few verses later, he says, you're in league with the devil because you set your mind on things that are not in league with God. In the matter of a few verses, he's drawn away from abiding and enters into league with the devil. So even disciples can switch channels real quick when they depart from a relationship with Jesus Christ and a focus on him his return, and an intimacy with him. So what is he after? He is after a relationship with you and I that expects him at any moment. Because I remember growing up, my father would say, Tony, I want you to clean the house, and I want it to be clean before I get home. Dad, when are you coming home? 
Oh, I'm not going to tell you. It could be uh, quickly or it could take a while. Just make sure the house is clean before I get home. Well, when he left me with a date I couldn't specify, that meant I couldn't procrastinate. I had to jump on that thing and get things cleaned up right away. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to get things cleaned up right away because we don't know when he's coming or when he's going to call us to him. And since either one can happen at any time, he says, don't allow sin to dominate your life. That means we have to keep short accounts with God. That we have to, when we see evil rising in our heart or in our practices, acknowledge it, confess it, repent of it, and return to the intimacy so that relationship is not broken so that God's provisions are not lost. And what are some of those provisions? Well, he tells us, he says, we will have confidence before the Lord that whatever we ask, we receive from him. Wow. Do you know the good news of that? Intimacy results in answered prayer. He answers the prayers of the righteously intimate. If you are seeking to deliver him, please him because of your expectation for him, then you can communicate with him. And you can expect to receive from him intimate answers to your deepest needs because he's listening carefully to you because you and he are just so close. Expectations affect behavior. Are you expecting to please him? Are you expecting to hear great words of commendation from him? Are you expecting to get answered prayers from him? If those are your expectations, draw near to him. He will definitely draw near to them. All right, let me unmute everybody here. Okay, get everybody unmuted. You have to, uh, I'm asking you guys to unmute yourself, and that way I can hear you. Okay, all right, so you everybody got the unmute button there. Okay, all right, so um, expectations affect. Our behavior. Wow, that's a that's a pretty powerful statement. Um, so, okay, let me identify who does. I got a Zoom user on here. I don't know who you are. Um, can you identify yourself for me? Either talking to me or hit the little chat button and talk to me that way, because we don't know who the Zoom user is. That's me. Who's me? Who's me? I can't. I didn't. I didn't recognize your voice. Patsy, Malachi, and Jeff. Oh, awesome. Well, we're so glad that Hello. we're so glad to yeah, have so you. So some somewhere on the Zoom thing you can uh, put your name in. I don't don't ask me how to do it though. You have to talk to Angel about that. <laughs> and that way we'll know who you are because um we have to be careful that we don't get hacked. Uh, there has been some people out there that would hack in and uh we don't know who they are. And uh, sometimes they can cause a disturbance. That was one of the warnings I had about going into Zoom. Um, well, this, there has been some that has caused a disturbance uh, doing that. So I just want to make sure we knew who he was. So we've got Patsy, Malachi, and Jeff. There's three there. Um, I've already counted up to um, to ten. So that's thirteen. Um, you know that we have, assuming that Corey's wife is with him and that Brother Dwayne and Sharon are together uh, in this. And we've got some that are actually listening to us on the internet 
Radio 2, and uh, Brother Matthew's here live with me today. And uh, so that's that's wonderful. So we're going to, uh, it looks like we got about 13. And uh, for the ones that this is being recorded, so those who are, are going to be watching us uh, later and not live, if you will please send me a text and let me know that you did watch the um, the Zoom Bible study and you were a part of this. I'm just trying to get an idea of how many people are actually engaging in this Zoom Bible study at the, uh, the whole week, you know, because once uh, we record it, we send it out on email. And um, I know we have like Sister Letitia and her family are watching it, but then fortunately she has to work during this time period. Uh, Brother Hagen's uh, sleeping during this time period because he works at night. And so you got you got some folks like that, and we just want to make sure that, um, just trying to get an idea of how many people were actually engaging. So well, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, anybody got any comments? Uh, you guys are unmuted yourself. Anybody got any comments about what Tony Evans was saying? I really liked his, um, his statement about expectations uh, affect behavior. Man, that's, that's pretty powerful, something to think about. So is there anything that Tony said that uh, sparked um, your interest, uh, got your attention? No, 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 I'll talk. Like what said about his dad cleaning the house and not <laughs> telling him what time he was coming home. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, that 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 gave me some. That took back some memories for me. My daddy used to do the same thing. <laughs> Give me a chore to do, and say so you better be done when I get back. <laughs> I didn't know when he was coming back. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't hear you, Sister Brittany. I think you got to unmute yourself, huh? See it. Yeah, we don't have a sound for you. You may have to uh, look on your on your device there. Okay, we got a like somebody sending me. Brittany's probably sending me a chat thing here. Okay, Wanda used to do that to us. Oh yeah, I think all moms and dads do that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. My daughters used to uh, run around the house and with open pine saw just to make me think they cleaned stuff they didn't clean. Yeah, just sprinkle a little pine, pine saw here and there. Yeah, that's that's what my kids did. <laughs> they fooled me a couple of times, but <laughs> amen. Right, absolutely. But you know, you think about that. We don't know when Jesus is coming. You know, we don't know when the Lord's going to return, and yet He's telling us to be ready. You know, He tells us about the uh, uh, the ten virgins. Five were foolish, five were wise. You know, those are waiting for the Lord's return and waiting for the bridegroom to return. And we don't know when He's coming. So, um, you know, if we just, um, we don't think about the Lord's return and we just go about living our lives and not, focusing in on God, we become the, the foolish virgins in that story. And like I say, we don't know when daddy's coming. All we know is daddy's coming. <laughs> but we don't know when. So we better get ready and stay ready. Amen? And uh, occupy in, until he comes. You know, chapter 3, is, is it's got a lot to do with love. Does anybody see anything in chapter 3 about love that really stood out to you? I notice God sort of puts things in front of you to see what you'll do. And that's the way you find out if you got love in you. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You're, you're right about that, brother. You know, um, you know, what really was standing out to me was talking about, um, you know, how we're to love our brother. And if we don't love our, our brother, um, you know, and if we hate our brother, then we're the same as, as a murderer. Yeah, that, that really stood out to me. It's like, you don't think of yourself as a murderer because you hate somebody. Um, you know, but that's that's what it compared to. And then it said no murderer would be able to, um, uh, you know, enter into heaven. So, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, Sister Brittany. Uh, a lot of people struggle with this. A lot of people struggle. Um, you know, walking in love is, um, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy to walk in love, especially when people, just be honest, some people just don't deserve it. You know, some people are just right out mean and hateful and uh, they don't deserve your kindness. They don't deserve you walking in love toward them. But Jesus told us that we have to walk in love, you know. And it's just like the Lord says, somebody slaps you on one side of the cheek, turn the other cheek and let them slap that too, you know. Um not too many of us want to do that, but that's what the Lord said to do. Um, our brother Matthew just handed me a note. It says, if we hate our brother, we kill other people with our words, evil words about them. You know, it's, yeah, we, we speak, thank you, brother Matthew. Yeah, we do when we speak evil words about our brother and our sisters, you know, uh, we're, we're not building them up, we're casting them down. You know, so it's sometimes it's hard to walk in love, and you and sometimes you say, "Well, I don't even know, I don't even know how to even do that toward this person." I mean, it's easy to walk in love when people love you. That's easy, you know. It's hard to walk in love when people don't love you, when people uh, abuse you, when people mistreat you. Um, when people are actually trying to cause you harm, and yet you're supposed to continue to walk in love toward them. And really, that's when you find out how much God you really have inside you. That's when you find out how much of the, of the Messiah have you allowed in your life and in your soul um, is when you're challenged to love people that don't deserve it. When you're challenged to love them and behave in love toward them. Amen. Brother Corey sent a message on here. Um, and Brother Corey is saying it's important. Um, it's important to show love more than say we love. Yeah, based on verse 8, verse 18. Yeah, so let's go look, look at verse 18, what Brother Corey's talking about. My little children, let us love in word, not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth yeah that is so that is so important that is so important brother Corey, because um you know we show our love we show our love that's that's what we need to be doing and um showing your love is by doing uh good deeds you know um i was just talking to somebody actually today and they have somebody in their life that is causing um him some issues causing him some problems um, causing problems um, in his marriage, and uh, this individual was just um, this, this individual really just needs to to move on and go down the road somewhere. 
But this individual keeps popping up in the family, and this individual keeps causing problems. And his brother was telling me how he was praying about this, and the Lord uh, told him to show him love and show him kindness. And he talked about how he actually went out there in the cold and helped him fix his car in the cold and said he was actually laying up underneath the car and fixing this guy's car, trying to walk in love toward this guy. And that's a perfect example of what verse 18 is saying. Don't just tell somebody you love them, but show them you love them. Show them the kindness, you know, that you love. All right, let me check my, I got some more, uh, some more chat texts on here. Um, those who are not able to use their voices right now. So let me, let me see what it says. You know, what is love and how do we love others regardless of, of deserving? Well, that's a good question. What is love? The scripture tells us that God is love. That God is love. But love is uh, it's a power force, really. And it's, it's an ability that God has put into you, just like, you know, the love that we have for our children. I mean, you know, you love your children, and that's why you take care of them. And so you know what it feels to be in love, and you know the requirements of what love brings to you as far as responsibilities and stuff. And, you know, it's like I said, I, I'm, I'm actually getting ready to do, um, last year we did Greater Love, I did a Greater Love series, and I'm, th I'm really thinking about going back into it and called Greater Love 24. And in that Greater Love series, I talked about um, the role of a husband, and I tell you know, a husband loves his family, then he gets up in the morning and he goes to work. He gets up in the morning and he goes to work, even if he did, works a job he don't like, and sacrifices his body for his family. That's how a man shows love toward his family. It comes with responsibilities. You know, when you love your family, you love your children, you love your wife, and uh, it comes with responsibilities that, you know, you got to get up in the morning and put food on the table, you know. People who love themselves are the ones that are sitting at home in the middle of the day playing video games, knowing that there's no food in the house and knowing that the light bill's still got to be paid, but they're waiting on somebody else to do it. That's selfish. Um, so, you know, love is, but love is a power force. And just like you love your family, you can love your brothers and sisters, you know, us that have siblings in our lives. We can love them. Uh, we don't always have to agree with them, <laughs> that's for sure. We don't always have to approve of their lifestyles and how they, how they live their life. But, you know, at the end of the day, we still love them. We still love them, even when they're running from God, even when they're causing havoc in the family. You know, and when you got grown children um, and everybody on, on this uh, chat thing, you know what I'm talking about. You, you got grown children who uh, are misbehaving, not acting like you raised them at all. You know, uh, no matter what they do, we're still going to love them. We're still going to love them. My, my family uh, has a thing about Angel said Angel will defend her children no matter what, she is always going to be there for those kids. They could be uh, in court and be guilty of murder, and Angel will still say it was an accident. They didn't mean to, even though they were just as guilty as guilty could be. She's going to fight for her kids, you know, and, and uh, or she'd even she'd even volunteer and say, no, it was me, not them. You know, she'd want to take their place. Um, 
because of her love for her, for the kids, you know, and it's a, it's a power force really of what we do. And so we got to learn to show that same love that we have for our family, same love we have for our siblings. We got to show that to total strangers, people who, who don't have our blood, people who are outside of our families, people who are just our neighbors. And that's what the Lord was talking about. We got to show love to our neighbors. So I hope that it helped answer the question on what is love. Um, and, you know, how do we how do we show love? We basically, you know, sometimes you got to swallow your anger. You got to you got to swallow sometimes your pride. Sometimes you got to swallow um, your feelings of how you really are wrestling inside. You feeling, you know, you, you know, inside you're like, I really can't stand this person, <laughs> you know, and, it's, and inside you're like, I really want to slap this person. But instead, I'm going to give them a hug. Instead, I'm gonna I'm gonna show them kindness. I'm gonna go buy them something. Or I'm gonna or I'm in the case I'm just talking about. I'm gonna help them fix their car, even though they don't they don't deserve me doing it. They but I'm gonna do it anyways because I know how to do it and they need it done, so I'm gonna do it. So uh, I thought that was a beautiful story somebody told me this morning. Um, Brother Corey says uh, says I spoke with a man today and he's never experienced love. Wow, man, that's uh that's powerful right there um oh okay there's more to it okay let me scroll down Corey. i'm sorry <laughs> he says i spoke to a man today he's never experienced love from anyone in his entire life except for him except for his son and because he's never been loved he doesn't understand how god can love him yeah i tell you uh, one of the things i've run across too Corey, is uh, people who have bad relationships with their parents um, they have a tendency of looking at God and viewing God the same way um, that they have a relationship with their parents. So just say, for example, dad doesn't know how to um, show love. If dad don't know how to show love and then and dad don't know, and because dad don't know how to show love. They have a tendency of thinking that. um you know, that, that God loves them the way their dad loves them, their earthly dad loves them or something. And so they have a they have a, a problem with that, you know. And so that, that's what we're talking about there. Um, yeah, you, and so the, the situation that you're talking about, this young man or is talking about you knows experienced love, is the uh, best thing for you to do, my friend, is just love on him. Love on this guy. And uh, and show him the love that, that of what you possibly can. Just love on him, and um, and do your best to be there for him. You show him what love is, and maybe he'll see that you're showing him love through Christ. Amen. So, all right. So okay. So that's all. I think I've got all the all the on there, and uh, that I see in the text thing. So you know, going back to chapter three. Um, going back to chapter 3, go to verse 20. It says, For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then, then have we confidence toward God. You know, we have the unction. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And the Holy Spirit inside of us lets us know if, um, you know, if we're in wrong or if we're right or... If we need to make right, if we need to apologize, I mean, the Holy Spirit will bring that kind of conviction, you know, to you. 
In verse 22, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should be believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave uh, us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandment dwelleth in him, and he in him, and whereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. All right. Amen. So, okay. Okay. Um, well, I'm getting some more text in. Text in. Um, seems like I lost Sister Brittany. I don't know what happened to Brittany. I was seeing her a while ago. She might have turned her camera off. Let's see. Maybe we got a good text on here. Okay. Okay, Brother Cora, your your statement, your question really um, has brought out some other some other questions from other people, uh, saying that they also in the same situation, uh, Brother Corey, that you were speaking of. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Brother Corey says, "Love is ex is expressed in many ways. God shows His love to us through the sacrifice of His Son, Jesus. Yeah. Amen." Oh, wow. Brother Matthew, you want me to share this, Brother Matthew, what you just handed me? Uh, yeah. Or you want me to just, yeah, that just for me? That's, that's... Is that just for me? Because it's people, when they use their reasoning, that's what... Right. The conclusion that's... Okay. So I can speak about this on the air? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's their belief. So what Brother Matthew just shared with me, he says, My parents never showed me love, therefore God is not loving. Uh, man, there's been so many people are in that situation. So, yeah, I mean, you'll think about it. You think, well, God so loved the world that gave his only begotten son, you know? Jesus died for you because he loves you. Jesus loves you. And do you be surprised people don't know what that means? Isn't that amazing? If people don't understand the concept of love, to actually comprehend that. So, let's see. <laughs> Brother Corey. What do you say, Brother Corey says, uh, let me go back to what Brother Corey was saying. Brother Corey says, love is expressed in so many different ways. God shows his love towards us through the sacrifice of his son. Amen. And then he says, if it means anything to you, Sister Brittany, I love you. All right. Well, I think we all love Sister Brittany. That's a good point there. Okay. You know, so here's the question, you know, how, how we comprehend that God loves sinners? How do we comprehend that? God loves sinners. Um, I tell you, it's the best way I can describe this, I saw, uh, have you, how many of y'all ever watched the movie The Shack? Anybody here watch yes. the movie? Brother Dwayne's watched the movie The Shack. Anybody else watch the movie The Shack? Okay. Uh, if you've never watched the movie The Shack, I'd recommend it. There's one scene in The Shack where and and the Shack movie is about it's about a little girl that was kidnapped and murdered, and the dad is wrestling with God about this, and so he has an encounter with God, 
and he goes back to the scene of the crime of, of where his daughter had, um, had actually disappeared. They never found his daughter's body, so he never got closure, but they knew that she had, she had died. And so he's wrestling with God about this. And in one scene where he's wrestling with God, uh, there's a scene where it shows his other children, because he had two other children. And, and God said, okay, you choose. Which one of your children gets to go to heaven, and which one of your children are you going to condemn to hell? That was the scene. So his two children are standing there, and God says, you judge, since you know your judgment's better than mine. You judge which one of your children is going to go to heaven and which one of your children gets, is going to hell. And the man refused to choose. He said, I can't choose that. He says, he says I'll take their place. Send me, you know, I'll, I'll take their place. I'm not going to let my children go to hell. I'll go to hell for them. And that was it. You see, how can God love the sinner? Because we're all his children. We are all his children, and God does not want anybody to go to hell. He He wants everybody to go to heaven. Unfortunately, the the laws of sin and and the laws that we are living with in our in our bodies and everything, we condemn ourselves. Sin itself, if sin is on us, sin itself will drag us to hell. So people actually condemn themselves and choose to go to hell, God does not send anybody. God does not send any of his children to hell. He's not sending any, not a single human being does God send to hell. The only one he sends to hell was Lucifer and all the fallen angels that hell was actually prepared for. But humanity, God does not send them to hell. They choose to go there because they reject God. And when we reject God, we reject, we reject the love of God, we reject the sacrifice of God, that is what sends us to hell. That God loves us. God loves the sinner. Loves the sinner and hates the sin. You know? And it's just like your children. You don't like what they do, but you still love them. You don't like how they're behaving, but you still love them. You know? Um, and, and we always will, you know, and when your children are grown, you know, you will always love them no matter what the situation is. They could be the worst criminal on the planet, you know, but uh, there's always going to be love in a parent's heart for their child no matter what. Amen. I think we can all agree on that. Our brother Corey's got something else on here. We got a man. We got a good Bible study going on tonight. But the Chorus says, because we are made in his image and likeness, we are his children, like Pastor said. We are the only thing that God formed in his, in his own hands and, and breathed life into. The very same breath of life, i got to scroll down again, is the same exact wind that blew in the upper room. Oh, that's, that's good, Brother Corey, right there. That's good. Yeah, you know, I didn't think about that, Brother Corey, but you're right. Um, in the beginning, in Genesis, God spoke everything to existence. He didn't speak man into existence, did he? He actually uh, took man and formed him from the ground, from the dirt. God took dirt in his own hands and shaped us. That's a, that's 
I never thought about that before. That's pretty powerful, Corey. <laughs> That's pretty powerful. And then breathe the, the breath of life into us. Amen. The Holy Spirit came inside of us, giving us life. Just like the Holy Spirit was over the face of the deep waters, breathing life into the waters. God was breathing life into us. Oh, man, it's powerful. Powerful. Well, I, I hope we help some people understand love tonight. And I hope we under. We've gotten a little deeper uh, in this, and there's still so much more. So I'm going to encourage you to read over chapter 3 again and meditate on this the rest of the week because there's still so much in here um, about love and uh, how to walk in love, what God's expecting um, from us. So uh, we've got about 15 minutes left. Anybody got any special prayer requests tonight? Yes, I'd like to request prayer. I was speaking to a gentleman, and he was telling about two sons. One of them at this time was giving him grief about some things, and he was having a hard time with it. But said his other son called him, which through divorce and things from years past, that this son had kind of denounced him one really want to have anything to do with it but now that he's come more mature he called him and was telling him how much he realized and appreciated that he really did love him and had always been there he would begin to see that amen that's he good prayed that, that other son god will open his eyes to let him know what needs to happen. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Brother Corey says a co-worker of his that never experienced love. His name is, is uh, Ricky. So we're going to pray for Ricky tonight to actually experience in love from from some from another human being, just a brotherly kind of love. You know, the love of Christ being shown through the Ricky. That's what we're going to pray tonight. All right, anybody else? I slipped and failed uh, yesterday, and I kind of need prayer on my back. All right. I sort of hope it's part of his back. And when you pray, and I want to feel God's presence. Amen. Amen. Your lower back or upper back? Lower back. Lower, lower back. Okay. Maybe Miss Jan can put her hands up on your lower back as we get ready to pray, okay? Anybody else got a prayer request? Brother Al, you awful quiet tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we missed you Sunday. Yeah, I had a headache. I slept 11 hours Sunday night, so I felt good Monday. Good Lord. If I slept 11 hours, I'd be running in circles. <laughs> <laughs> well, i tell you what. Uh, Angel, we came off that Daniel fast, and we finally got had some meat in our in our body uh, Sunday night. And uh, I got I had so much energy. I woke up at two o'clock in the morning, and man, I worked all day. I felt like a ten year old kid ready to go outside and play. <laughs> I had so much energy. I was like, "Whoa! I don't know if I can handle all this." <laughs> so, oh, there you are, Brittany. <laughs> All right, there you are. I thought we lost you there for a minute. Oh, somebody else is 
coming in on our um, yes. has anyone heard from Miss Linda's surgery today? Oh, uh, I was there with um with um Ken this morning while she was in surgery and then I had to go to work and I told him to give me a text uh, let me know uh, they were supposed to send her home immediately after surgery was over with but no I have not I, I told Miss Angel to reach out to her when I started coming on here tonight so okay. we were gonna check on her as well thank you yeah I just I, I didn't get home to about 6 30 so that's I actually still got my, my working uniform on here. I ain't even, I ain't even had a shower yet or had supper tonight. I just came right on in on two wheels. I was, I was playing a brother Matthew tonight, coming on in. Hey, you guys know we got a um, um, boil water advisory in Bowden right now. Yeah. Okay. I, it's, they're still working on that on that line. Y'all so. need some new pipes. That's about two, isn't it? Bowden needs some new pipes, yeah. Probably. Yeah, two blowouts. Two that bursted. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, let's, uh, let's pray about that then. Anybody else got a prayer request tonight? All right. Praying for those who work in the elements. Yes, ma'am, Miss Brittany. We will definitely do that. So, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer then, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, first of all, we want to pray for Brother Frankie. We plead the blood of Jesus over Brother Frankie's back right now, Lord, for a healing and a cure. Father, this is an injury, and uh, even though it's not a sickness, God, you still heal injuries. In Jesus' name, we plead the blood of Jesus over him. By his stripes, we are healed. And Father, we just ask you to touch him and strengthen his back, strengthen the muscles around the bones of his back right now where that injury is we bind the pain from that any pinched nerves or, or anything out of alignment lord we just ask you to just realign his back right now his vertebrae and and just strengthen the muscles around that injured area right now and father we just thank you father for completely restoring brother frankie and strengthening his bones and father we just give you praise and honor and glory in jesus name for brother frankie's healing tonight father we pray for the the prayer request father of all the prayer requests that's going up before you tonight and father for brother Corey's co-worker lord and ricky we just lift him up before you tonight god and lord just somehow send somebody to him that he can receive from you know exactly who will receive that love from and just let that love pour out upon him let him let him feel your power let him feel your experience of of love all over him right now in the name of of jesus and lord the situation but Dwayne was talking about god lord a good praise report on one hand but god we still got some work to do on the other father and we just ask you to to move upon that family lord and just melt away the the stony hearts god and just begin to love on them father just let your love begin to manifest in that family right now in the name of jesus and Father, we just pray, Lord, for Sister Linda, Lord, that you'll just continue to heal her, give her a quick recovery uh, from this surgery, Father. And we just give you praise and honor, Lord, and for, for everybody working in the elements, Lord, as Sister Brittany was talking about. And, you know, it's, it's this cold weather, God, and we've had some extreme cold weather. I cannot imagine some of these people having to sleep outside and some of these people having to live outside during this, this cold winter month 
that we're in. And Lord bless all those that are having to work on our water pipes. And Father, we need new water pipes in Bowden, God. And Father, we just ask you to find the funding in the city budget right now for new water pipes that we won't have these problems anymore. And Father, we just pray, Lord, for everybody's safety. If if might be somebody out there that didn't get the warning, and Lord, they might be drinking that tap water, and we just ask you for healing, God. Don't let anybody get sick from drinking that tap water, Lord. That don't that has not heard about this uh, uh, this situation. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, for meeting all of our needs according to your riches in glory, Father. And we just lift all these prayer requests up to you tonight, Father. I pray for everybody that's been participating tonight and. Everybody's been a part of this program tonight, and those that will be watching and listening later on as it's being recorded, Father. And we just pray for the, everybody in the listening audience, Lord, that you would just love them and show them that love, God, that you begin to just pour out that love upon them and just manifest your spirit, Father. And Lord, we just give you praise and honor, Lord, as you're teaching us to show love and you're teaching us to walk in love. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're giving us the power. You're giving us the ability, the supernatural ability through the Holy Spirit to actually walk in love, walk in your love, not ours. It's your love is just radiating through us. And, and it's your love that's flowing through us. Like Tony Evans said, the love of the Father throws to us to, to, to flow from us. And Father, we just want to come a faucet of your love tonight as you just pour your love on everybody. Use us as a faucet to others, God, right now. Flow in your love through our souls that we just begin to love on other people the way you would. Let us see people the way Jesus sees them. Give us the eyes of Christ, that we would see people through the eyes of Christ right now. See people how you see them, not for what they are, not for what they're doing, Lord, but the, the soul, God, just begin to love on people and give us the strength and the ability, Father. And Lord, if there's anybody, Lord, that we need to forgive, God, show us how to do that. Teach us how to do that and help us walk through that process. And we just give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' holy and righteous name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We didn't get to um, to our book tonight, but you know I've given this book out. I've Miss Angel's already ordering some for those who don't have it, and it's the Praying with Jesus uh, book. And um, I was going to go to page two fifty one uh, that's on here and go through that tonight, but we've had such a good Bible study. I believe the Lord has ministered to us, and uh, we've done what the Lord is asking us to do tonight. And um, amen, you're right, brother. Iron sharpening iron tonight. Praise the Lord. Um, but anyways, I just want to encourage you guys to continue to use this book. Um, first thing I did when I got this book is I gave it out to my council. And then I gave it out to those that are uh, working with our children's ministry on Wednesday nights. And um, now Miss Angel's ordering for, um, for you guys on here with me through Zoom. Um, that you guys have been with me for anybody else who just wants one uh the beautiful thing about this book is it is uh, it has prayers in it so it doesn't just talk about praying it actually shows you how to pray and uh, gives you some ideas about praying and it's full of scripture so uh, it's one of the things i love about it and just about every chapter he puts in the lord's prayer 
and goes through the Lord's Prayer and shows us how we need to be praying the Lord's Prayer. And, um, you know, and as we do that every day in our lives. So you guys make sure you use this book. Amen. It's a great tool. Like I said, it's the only book I've ever seen that actually has prayers in it. Um, a lot of books I've, I've got. I've actually got a library full of books uh, that talk about different types of prayer and breaking it down and, and how to pray and uh, and stuff. But I've never seen one that actually had prayers actually written down in it to pray with you. So I uh, definitely want to do that. So I want to say thank you to everybody. God bless everybody for joining us. The Zoom uh, Bible study is uh, really starting to take off. And I think we're going to have even more people uh, joining us. And for those who are listening to us on the Internet radio, God bless you. Um, everybody get ready to uh, come to church. Wednesday night, Brother Dwayne will be teaching live and in person. Amen. Live and in person. You know, we got to say that nowadays because we're living in an age of technology where there's going to be holograms next in church. <laughs> People are going to send their avatar to church and they're going to be sitting at home and say, well, my avatar was there. My, my hologram was there. But, but Dwayne will be live in person. So if you're able to come to the house of God and be in person in Bible study, come on Wednesday nights and, and do that. I'll be back there with the children. Y'all uh, keep our children in prayer. Uh, it's really growing. And uh, we are just... Um, I tell you, oh, by the way, we've, uh, you know, we've had 24 families Sunday, 24 families we blessed with food, and we prayed with every family. Every family had prayer, and uh, I would tell you, it was such a blessing. So thank you for everybody who was a part of that. We'll be doing it again in February, and um, I know God's going to continue to bless and increase in that. Amen. Anybody got any last uh, comments or thoughts before we um, sign off the air tonight? You know, them 24 people you helped, we didn't have much business at Falcon today. I told Nelson we didn't have to come. <laughs> 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 hey, Brother Al, I got a question for you. How many boxes of food do y'all give out in one week? Oh, Lord, I don't know today. We only gave out, oh, three. You gave out three today? Oh, Two okay. of them were one person, and then one was large. Oh, okay. Do you think y'all give out 20 boxes in a week? How many? 20. Oh, probably so on an average. No, in three days, no. I would say no. Okay. We're only open three days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, so I think 24 boxes uh, for an hour, which, by the way, we did that all in one hour. Um, 24 boxes. I mean, 20, 24 families. We didn't have boxes. We had bags. But enough food to last five days. There was enough food in there to last five days for, for each family. So, um, and, we'll, and we'll do that again. Somebody saying something about the bottom of the cup? All right. All right. Well, we're going to get ready to sign off here. God bless you. Love you guys. And I will see you guys in church real soon. Amen? Amen. All right. Good night, y'all. Thank you. Recording stopped.
And for everybody on the internet radio, God bless you. I will turn you back over to the recorded uh, broadcast that is uh, that's going on. Thank you for listening.